What ingredients actually go into a witch's brew? More importantly, how bad is the curse that I will receive after drinking the delicious beverage? Answers to these questions and more on this episode of This Paranormal Life! Oh, welcome back to the podcast. You're listening to This Paranormal Life, the weekly show in which we dissect a different paranormal tale, case, or claim every single week and get to the bottom of whether it is truly paranormal or not. You're joined by your two favorite paranormal investigators in the world. My name's Kit Greer Mulvena. This guy My name's is... Rory Powers. I was talking there, bud, but... Yeah, I'm just excited. Glad you're I'm, here. I'm just happy to be here. I'm ready to get into some weird stuff today. Well, you've come to the right place because we've got a, like every week, a goddamn doozy of a podcast. Uh, let's not waste any time. Let's just jump right into this thing. Perfect. Today's story broke courtesy of Nexus Magazine in 2011. Had you ever heard of this thing? Never heard of the magazine. Heard of the year, though. <laughs> well, I hope so. You were definitely alive for it. So I have to admit, I was only peripherally aware of Nexus Magazine. Um, I'd definitely seen it out and about. But it turns out it's really our kind of magazine. It's like a long-running Australian alternative news mag and not in, like, the weird, like alternative facts way it just covers conspiracy theories the paranormal cool stuff like that it sounds perfect and it's it's quite popular and in 2011 they published an article written by someone known only as acolyte all right good name good name pretty cool name very cool listen if you're gonna have a code name you might as well make it cool yeah you know morpheus yeah neo those guys had it down trinity that's, that's, that's as good badass. as it gets, really. The problem is it's easy when you're in the first gen, but when it it's like gamer tags. Ten years into Xbox Live, there's up. no Trinity yeah. left. <laughs> All there is is like Ass Munch nineteen ninety three. Yeah. That's who you're left with. Water hose sixty nine. <laughs> Which isn't that intimidating, you know, when you're walking around the Matrix and right. it's like <laughs> Close Hanger, Fox Boy, Death Lord twenty nineteen on the defense. You know, it doesn't have the same ring to it as like Trinity, Morpheus, Neo, yeah. Link, Cypher. Cypher? Cypher was pretty He up was there. so cool, he was bad. <laughs> so Acolyte claimed in Nexus Magazine 2011 to be blowing the lid on a truly unbelievable case. One that, if true, and I realize we say this a lot on this podcast, but if true... This would change our understanding of reality forever, which is kind of the bar for entry for this podcast. We don't touch anything that isn't going to change, change the, the history face of, the, of world. the world. 100%. Acolyte claims that throughout the 90s, they worked on behalf of a top secret research facility in Africa, the location of which is hidden to this day. They describe it as similar to CERN in that they contained colliders and other research labs. Um, we covered CERN very recently in the podcast. For those that don't know, it's basically scientific mecca. It's where they collide particles at light speed oh, yeah. in Switzerland. A um, whole bunch of countries all work together, and they invented the internet. That's all you need to know. It's basically as paranormal as you can get while still being science. Right. They explained that this research facility was heavily guarded by AFRICOM, who are named quite misleadingly, it turns out. I assumed this was uh, an army maybe made up of African nations, but it turns out it's just what the US military call their African division. Oh. Makes sense, I guess. They have their bases in every single country. 
Um, and apparently they both guarded this base and maintained its secrecy over the years. And if we've learned anything from previous investigations, the US military are used to keeping bases pretty darn secret. At this location, Acolyte claims that a number of groundbreaking experiments and research programs took place, including space-time fabricating, simulation by atom replacement and removal, holographic programming of dark matter, manifestation of quantum energies, and more. Jesus. <laughs> I don't know what any of it means, but it sounds futuristic as all hell. What's more? What's more than that? <laughs> I know what didn't make the list. <laughs> It all seems pretty important. Yeah, one of them was doing shit with atoms. Phantom atoms. But they didn't write to Nexus magazine to talk about any of those I just mentioned. They wrote specifically to talk about the Chani project. Chani stands for Channeled Holographic Access Network Interface. But I promise the story is way more insane than this acronym sounds. And hopefully a little more sexy too. <laughs> Did I mention the porn stars who were at this research facility? Did I mentioned Johnny's a sex bot. I should have led with back that. from the future to stop humanity as goddamn tracks. Well, actually, now that I mentioned that, this is a project one researcher described as an orgasmic interaction between science theory. So it is and a sex robot. It's very much a sex bot. <laughs> an orgasmic interaction between science theory, and spirituality. In this Nexus magazine article, Acolyte writes about the day they learned about the Chani project. Quote, It was the last week in June 2006. It was a slow month and most of my assignments were submitted for final analysis, completion, and then filing. There were a few new ones, but nothing to get excited about. I had some leave due soon and was contemplating how I would spend some quiet time. I stared out the window, not that I had much of a view anyway, but it was a habit. I wasn't a smoker back then, but little did I know that would soon change. What, to deal with what he saw? He has to start smoking? It was right then, my pager beeped. SC, Oscar now, which means station chief, office now. Wouldn't it have been ju just as long to write out? Absolutely. Absolutely it would have. I'm if glad it, you brought that if up. If it needs to be abbreviated, then do the abbreviations. In the station chief's office, she said, I want you to clear all your assignments for the next few weeks. And she slid a single file across her desk. It was then Acolyte was presented with a large box of documents relating to this case. In fact, over 20,000 pages of transcript, with thousands more pages of researchers' notes and analysis too. Crucially, it was all stamped all over with the word echelon, which apparently is one of the highest security levels of confidentiality. Wow. Acolyte wrote, I realized, damn, this will take months. This is how I became familiar with a project called Chani and why I took up smoking that day. That day? <laughs> I feel like if that's what made you start smoking, like you were already on the edge. Yeah, he had already thought about it. You probably already had a pack in the yeah. bottom of your bag, and you were like, you know what? <laughs> F*** it. I'm going <laughs> to... Your boss we're is all like, gonna die you know what? I'm going to put Keith on this job. Actually, we'll just keep you on the projects you're already on. That's fine. <laughs> He's like, what? Five cigarettes in his mouth. <laughs> Acolyte discovered that at some point in 1994, a group of researchers used something called the Chani device, a combination of 
hardware, machinery, and a computer model to establish contact with an entity who claimed to be from a parallel universe, dimension, or timeline, and they could communicate through text. Oh my, what? Yeah. This is real emails from the 1400s style story we got going on here. This is very much a throwback. Uh, Some of our earlier listeners will remember, yeah, emails from the 1500s. Uh, It was this crazy story. I think it was an English story, right? Um, of these people who had like an old BBC computer. Yeah. And they were basically getting emails from the past, which was crazy two-part episode. So if you're into this kind of thing, do check it out. Um, this is some similarities with that, that they're using technology to receive information, not from this realm, but from somewhere else. Now, the details of how this all began are hazy at best, and it seems as if Acolyte was brought in to work on this project several years already into the research and information was being kept on a strictly need-to-know basis only. Tight lips. In fact... Loose lips sink ships, alright folks? You need to keep that zipped up. In fact, Acolyte went so far as to say that most of this case is, quote, centrally classified, which means it's so damn classified that even the level of classification is itself classified. Oh, that's great. So I must leak it, you understand? (laughs) (laughs) The briefing for the project is actually inscribed on the lid of a sandwich that is then consumed after the memo is read. It is top, top secret. The messengers who relay the information are themselves killed in covert operations to cover up the operation. The tape recorder that explains the information is also a six-run revolver that immediately (laughs) shoots you in the skull after it plays. In the room where they originally discussed the projects, CCTV footage actually captured a blue bottle fly in the corner of the room, which the next day was number one on the FBI's most wanted list. In front of Bin Laden. Bin Laden is small fry compared to this. (laughs) The big fly. (laughs) (laughs) This Chani Project whistleblower. But despite the classification, the important thing is Acolyte worked on the transcripts of what was actually received from the entity. And the first message they received was this. Many things go wrong. 15 may because door opens with portal to dark matters. Not understanding earth beings. (laughs) Sharon... (laughs) Sharon will demise before 15 May. Oil gets very big sickness. No use anymore after 15 May. <laughs> Old Bush. <clears throat> Old Bush will very sick before 15 May. Big sickness before 15 May. Putin missing after 15 May. Many worry people do crazy things. Holy shit, ladies and gentlemen. Wow. That's a real, that's a mouthful. What do you make of that first message from the beyond? What the f*** is going to (laughs) happen on the 15th of May? That's what I want to (laughs) know. There was a few different dates, but it seemed like 15 May overshadowed all of them. Yeah, some bad events all surrounding the 15th of May. It also. I mean, Putin's missing on the 15th of May. And and many worry people do crazy things. Yeah. Which doesn't sound good. It also seems to be like varying levels of uh, importance here because on the one hand, we've got Putin goes missing. I mean, that's pretty 
weird. But at the same time, it also says on the 15th of May, a door with a portal to dark matters will open. Yeah. So. Also, who's Sharon? (laughs) (laughs) I know all these other people, but (laughs) it just starts with Sharon will demise before before 15 May. I really don't know. But yeah, we've got a lot of big political figures here. So this, yeah. at one point, the entity starts to move on to kind of the Earth itself. Some, says something about the Oceon not sleeping, heaven, things beware. And then it just goes straight back to political punditry. Yeah, it uh, also said um, oil gets very sick. <laughs> Sorry, oil gets very big sickness. Oh, wow. No, no use anymore, 15 May. Some of them are on a date, very moving earth on 17 Aprils, but the others are either before or after a date. An acolyte said about the way the entity talks. At first, the words and spellings that the entity used may strike you as odd, silly, and even childlike, but I assure you that even our top neurolinguists were awestruck by how this simple flow of words, structure, spelling, and positioning spoke so directly to the reader's being. It was instructive, guiding, and informative. But most noteworthy was its pleasantly gentle and soothing manner on your ear, heart, and mind. It was That's a bit of a stretch. It was baby talk for adults. So Acolyte explained that after this first contact was established, the researchers were able to engage in a dialogue with the entity, asking questions through the Chani device, and 95% of the time, they got answers back. By the time Acolyte came to work on the project, more than 20,000 responses had been recorded. Whoa! How are they not bored yet? (laughs) What else is there to say? When I text one of my homies... Yeah. The text chain's like five texts long. It's a couple, yeah, and then it it, it dies down. Yeah, it dies down. And then you're like, whatever, I'll I'll see them soon at some point. Yeah. We'll we'll catch up again. Are you free? 15 May... (laughs) Busy 27 Aprils. Yeah, yeah, we know. The big sick. Okay, yeah. sure. Hope you not use oil. Oil get big sick. No, I drive a hybrid. It's fine. There's no oil. Oh, hybrid get big sick. 24th what? April. You could. I told you I was buying the hybrid. You could have told me that shit. You f***ed up Wednesday 4th. That's just in the past. That's not even a future prediction. He just starts saying sentences with dates. Don't be a dickhead. Tuesday. Are you saying don't be a dickhead on Tuesday or I shouldn't be a dickhead Tuesday? You're a bad friend every day until 27 <laughs> April. What happens then? Murder. Okay, I'm blocking this number. I snap 27th April. <laughs> Entity goes loco 15 May. When there's a robot that's intelligent enough to predict the future, you don't want it to just be like, just a heads up. I'm going to go mad <laughs> in 24 hours. You ask Alexa what you've got on that day. And she's like, 7 p.m. tonight. Y'all going to make me lose my mind. What? <laughs> I mean, dinner with Sarah. Siri, what's the weather like tomorrow? Irrelevant. Tomorrow will not come for you. Huh? <laughs> Just for me? Yes, for your wife, it will be cloudy. Cloudy with a hint of dead spouse. <laughs> Okay, that's not even beating around the bush anymore. She will be mine. Just starts giggling. How cute. Acolyte explained in this Nexus magazine article, the entity explained in some detail to the researchers that contact was made because the entity was our equivalent of a student and he had authority from his elders 
to interact with, observe, study, and learn from us. I, I don't care. Talk to the elders. The entity explained that his elders. This isn't a f***ing game. Notice the oil get big sick. I want to talk to the guy in charge. The elders noticed us when our whole solar system crossed into their parallel universe. The entity also explained that we weren't the only race reaching this crossroads or merge but they could see other alien races from other planets in the solar system too. Our entity was specifically tasked to study us, humans and Earth, while other students were tasked to study other races and planets. According to the elders, it was because we humans were playing with dark and portal matters that caused our whole solar system to traverse into their universe of visibility or perception. Once the elders were able to see us, they therefore began a research program of their own to study us and our history, so that the elders could prepare their civilization for our arrival or merge. Oh boy. I don't know if you want to do a lot of research into the history of the human race. <laughs> You're going to see some pretty grisly things. Yeah, we don't really merge yeah, yeah. <laughs> as a race, do we? As a species. You can imagine these elders being like, How fantastic! Another species on the astral realm crossing over. Let us deep dive into their history and, and learn from these creatures. And oh my god! They're, they're just killing each other! They're just shitting and murdering! <laughs> stop, stop the merger! <laughs> stop, they start pulling all the cables out of their friggin' merge machine. We saw them drinking tea five minutes ago. We thought they were bloody civilized. Wait, wait, wait. Hold on, something's coming up. WW1. This will be good. Oh my god! <laughs> <laughs> to help researchers get a time frame for when the merge of realities would occur, the entity gave them predictions that served as indicators for when the time was close. All these predictions were used as a sequence of steps or indicators to identify the time or fuse year when the big event, the merge, would occur. Wow. So I thought this was pretty cool, kind of a new concept for this paranormal life, that an alien or paranormal contact would take place not just due to a UFO landing, but due to an actual collision of galaxies, which, after all, scientists know that that will happen. Eventually our galaxy will collide with another one. And what happens when it does? If an alien being was sufficiently advanced to predict a collision like this, could it predict other events in our galaxy? So I think the best way of exploring this further is just running some more readings by you as leaked by Acolyte. And one of the cool things is that they don't just talk about future predictions, but the entity would answer questions about all kinds of things. For example, the researchers asked the entity about free will, and it said this. Me ask elders about explain free will better. Elders say me explain like this. God give you egg. Egg is their egg already created. Egg exists. You use... It keeps it keeps saying it. Frewill. I believe he's trying to say free will. I think it's free will, yeah. You use frewill decide what to do about egg. You can make choice. Boil egg, eat egg. You, you can make choice. Fake egg, eat egg. He's stalling at this point. <laughs> you can make choice. You leave egg, but egg get rotten, but egg still there. He's waiting for the elders to come back, checking his watch. Uh, you can make choice. You not eat other animal, so you throw egg away. Egg get rotten somewhere else, but egg still exist. You will smell egg eventually. 
Eventually you must decide and deal with egg. Time collide is like egg. Eventually you must decide what you want to do with time collide and deal with it. I'm waiting for him to go, you could eat time collide. <laughs> you bake time collide. <laughs> you could wait it, but time collide go rotten. Uh, he said, you cannot change what God created, but with Frewill, you must decide what you do with time collide. Okay? Me say eat egg, because egg good for you. Before, <laughs> before get rotten, then egg very bad for you. Is he saying embrace the time collide? Just get it over with? I don't understand. <laughs> well, if that comparison is right, it's embrace the time collide yeah. because it's good. But if you don't embrace it, it'll get rotten and it'll be very bad for you. I don't see how we can either embrace or run away from time collide. I think it's going to happen whether we want it to or not. I'm not sure it is like an egg at all. That's the equivalent of the egg being smashed against your face. That's what the time collide is. It's like, look, I'm going to smash this raw egg into your head. You can either open your mouth or just take it on the cheek. That's exactly what's happening right and here. He's like, I suggest you just open your mouth because it's good for you. Because like, egg is good. No, I'll take it on the cheek, sir. I think we can all realize that is too damn true. Um, I think we can all realize the elders were out at the time of the call. <laughs> it doesn't seem like something any type of elder would say. No. And this is one of my favorites where the entity treads a very fine line between very profound and interesting and just straight up stoner chat. Presumably this was a late night in their galaxy after a few space brews and smokes. Me try explain this better. He's like five eggs deep at this point. He's <laughs> off his eggs, by the way. He's off his off his alien tits. You are God in your universe, but you're not God in God's universe. You need understand this. You can only be God in your own universe. You cannot be God in God's universe. Okay. Wow. He's he's he's. Not even asking big questions. He's just telling big answers. <laughs> I don't think they even asked. <laughs> Nobody asked. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Ready to pop the question and take advantage of 30% off? The jewelers at bluenile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds. And they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com to get 30% off. Select lab-grown diamonds. That's BlueNile.com for 30% off lab-grown diamonds. BlueNile.com This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. Kit, this year has gone by so quickly. What's something that you're proud of in 2024 Ooh. so far? Go! Mm, okay, uh, well, I managed to capture a deadly cryptid and lock it in my basement. Okay, and tell me, did mm. you take time to celebrate that win? Oh, yeah, not really. Uh, I'm scared if I let my guard down, it'll escape. In life, it's important that we slow down, acknowledge our progress, and set goals that inspire us. 
I can't even sleep at night. I'm so scared this thing is going to break out. When it comes to finding time for ourselves and our goals, BetterHelp can be a great way to set boundaries and become the best version of yourself. You can get matched with a licensed therapist that suits your needs. It's online, convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. It's time to take a moment and celebrate your wins. What if the win you're celebrating is so big, no basement can hold it? Okay, you might need to move house. Huh? But for everyone else, there is BetterHelp. Take a moment. Visit BetterHelp.com slash Paranormal Life today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp. H-E-L-P dot com slash Paranormal Life. That. Okay, so we know a little about what this supposed entity said to researchers. And that was kind of the highlight reel of 20,000 responses. But we still have many unanswered questions about both how and why this came to light. And the answer to this was not something I expected. To understand more, Acolyte explained uh, his role in all of this. Around the end of 2005, the Chani project files were handed over to the Rubicon station for Project Reveal. As the name suggests, Rubicon deals with information that has been deemed to have reached a point of no return. When public interaction becomes a necessity, the information is released. Wow. Rubicon was and is tasked with the release of classified information for public consumption in a controlled fashion through various platforms and outlets. One of these platforms is internet discussion forums. Once the information and intel, or intelligence, everyone knew what that meant. Once the information is released, public responses of individuals and groups are recorded and analyzed. Depending on their reaction, further information is then released. I was a Rubicon revealer. One part of Wait, my- Wait, I thought he was part of Chani. <laughs> yes, he's also a revealer. Okay. One part of my duties was to frequent internet discussion forums, observing, reporting, and identifying possible outlets where Rubicon reveal information could be introduced. Rubicon obeys a credo. Our whistle is blowing softly. If we blow too hard, some eardrums might pop. Then everyone would be deaf. That's a pretty good analogy, I guess. <laughs> it's a bit wordy. It's a, it's a bit sinister, too. Thus, on a cold, wintry day in June 2006, I flipped the electronic switch to lock my office door and unpacked those boxes all over my desk. I already had an idea about which forums I wanted to release the information on. So I began posting a few threads on a popular forum, Godlike Productions, to test the water. As the forum is widely known to be a conspiracy lunatic fringe site, I created a persona to suit. When the time came, I created the now infamous thread that alerted the internet to the existence of the Chani Project, titled, Me Tell You Now So You Believe Me After 15 May. Now, whilst this was considered a success due to the public response to the information on the forum, and the fact that the thread is still one of the apparently top 10 threads on that forum, the dissemination of information through forums for Chani was stopped after Rubicon stopped working on this case. So today we are just left with the many items of transcript from Acolyte to read and interpret. Um, I guess they didn't want to blow the whistle too loud and pop everyone's ears. Yeah. Which I think by podcasting about we're doing right now. Oh yeah. This is a big whistle, folks. <laughs> and we are not blowing it softly. I've got my whole mouth around the tip of it. And we are just... We're spluttering like a, a primary school PE teacher just yeah. screaming into the whistle. My diaphragm now is like a f raisin. 
That's how much I have, how much air has exuded from my body right now. <laughs> my diaphragm's like a goddamn egg, rotten egg. Crumbling I, I can away. choose to leave it as it is, or I could choose to cram it in the whistle. Now, the obvious question here is why did Rubicon stop working on Chani? It's simple. They lost contact with the entity. Oh no. After they made contact in 1994, they enjoyed regular research over the next five years. But at the same time, the threat of Y2K was looming. Now, some of our younger listeners won't remember this, but in 1999, everyone thought the f-ing world was about to end once the calendar rolled around to 2000. Apparently, it was a real threat. I kind of barely remember. Yeah, I, I remember it reasonably well. Yeah, it, it, the idea was that computers weren't built to handle the date 2000 and that airplanes were going to drop out of the sky. Yeah, like basically. mainframes would crash, information would be lost, similar to uh, the a Blade Runner-esque blackout mm. where everyone's private information is wiped off servers. Actually sounds pretty dope. It would have been incredible, mm. honestly. I'm waiting for some sort of uh activist group to just do it anyway and in the meantime i'm just racking up credit card debt after credit card debt yeah because it's coming so i don't (laughs) need to think about the consequences why 2020 is around the corner folks (laughs) there's no reason why 2020 would have do anything of the sort also it immediately deletes and wipes our entire podcast (laughs) good thing this thing's bulletproof baby So the Chani researchers had to adapt and upgrade all of their systems to work after Y2K while maintaining whatever freak accident of science was allowing them to send trans-dimensional emails. In the end, they failed. On November 14th, 1999, one of their system changes meant they lost contact indefinitely. Months were spent trying to re-establish contact, but it was not to be. And in April 2000, the research part of Chani came to an end. Like I said, all we are left with is the entity's texts to interpret for ourselves. So basically I've saved the most bizarre and confusing ones for the end of our podcast here. Here's one example uh, where the entity seems to reveal an obsession with dolphins. Um, So one day the researchers received the following message. This planet first all water, then ground comes. Dolphin deciding to walk ground on your planet. Many wars happen, (laughs) then dolphin evolve. Remember water glory. <laughs> Dolphin then go back and swim water glory. Seawater has caused the residue from dolphin communication. Dolphin squeak because vibration of seawater to become beacon and balance energy. Dolphin more advanced than human. This planet Limetime. You must study dolphin. Dolphin keep your earth balance. Dolphin protect all planet, all creature on earth with God essence. Now human, kill too many dolphin. Before time, we want to rescue dolphin. Bring them our planet. Share dolphin, agree, come our line time. 15 May, we prepare place. This is written by a (laughs) dolphin. Dolphins are most smart. Many beings live deep in ocean. And hollow earth, here we go. (laughs) Hollow earth can give you human answers and helpings. When you understand Oceon, you will understand how cosmic travelings work easy, okay? Ocean have same compositing than space, same element, okay? It's not. It's a hundred percent not. <laughs> you understand salt and water and magnet. You will understand life and everything in it. Acolyte did agree, uh, <laughs> and uh, he mentioned 
uh, we should keep an eye on dolphin behavior and events involving dolphins in the next few years. So just keep an eye out, folks. So correct me if I'm wrong, but he's implying that the world was all water and the dolphins, yeah. I guess, ruled the world. In water glory. And they contain some sort of mythical powers to heal all creatures. They seem, apparently they are balancing all energy in on Earth. Okay. And that without the dolphins, we'd be fucked somehow. Of course, yeah. At one point, uh, the entity just straight up asks about milk. Me ask question now. Why you adults still drink milk? Why you drink mother milk from other species, not human? Wow. Uh, that's, I guess that's a pretty good question. I mean, it's an interesting point. <clears throat> Why not you human drink dolphin milk? <laughs> dolphin milk grant immortality. <laughs> and finally, um, seemingly out of nowhere, the entity starts railing about how the moon was put there after the creation of Earth and that it's bad for us somehow. Acolyte wrote, Apparently the entity's elders destroyed their moon because they wanted to get rid of the moon's influence. The elders said that on Earth, an old race captured the moon from space and put it next to Earth. They said, as a kind of Yelp review for getting rid of your moon, they said the most notable changes, if you get rid of your moon, mood and temperament of all the beings there, uh, without the moon, they became more calm and peaceful. Okay. Um, apparently, the weather wasn't as bad once they got rid of the moon. Uh, weather's much calmer, less thunderstorms. Um, apparently, there's more colors. Here once, we go. Once you get rid of the moon. Because I'm like, i fine with seasons. I don't mind a bit of wind, sure. a bit of rain. Yeah, it's kind of cozy. You know, people's mental health fluctuates. I think mm. that's an independent thing, uh, not relating to the moon. More colors, Land dweller. Now you're, now you're speaking my language. Yeah, more colors. That sounds pretty dope. 100%. Apparently, a lot of people got telepathic abilities once they got rid of the moon. Amazing. Yeah. And also... um. Oh, wow. Children born after they got rid of the moon were able to hold their breath underwater for hours. Like a dolphin. <laughs> Much like a dolphin. <laughs> like I say, the Chani Project and the Rubicon Project reveal were brought to an abrupt end in the mid-2000s. And like I say, we're left with all this moon knowledge, water glory information, <laughs> uh, questions about milk. But I guess at the end of every investigation, we have to decide whether... The case is truly paranormal or not. So, Rory, what do you think? Was Project Chani really contact with a paranormal entity? That's a good question, Kit. Is there any other recorded instances of other whistleblowers talking about this project? Any declassified documents, any leaked documents uh, in regards to this specific project? You would think, right, that if so many people worked on this, that someone else is talking about it. Um, but Rory, what you're forgetting is that this is centrally classified. So classified, we don't even know how classified it is. Right. Uh, and the only way, the only way these CIA sons of bitches are telling anyone about it is through conspiracy theory internet forums. There's no Freedom of Information Act request we can, we can throw out there. You gotta go talk to... Krusty Baguette 23 over in Godlike Productions forum if you want to know. Of course, yeah. Uh, so, no. That is a problem with this case. We're relying on Acolyte. Grant yeah. Granted, this was obviously vetted and vouched for by Nexus Magazine. Kind of cool for a large magazine publication to make this into a big story. Yeah. But 
We only have one source for this information. That's a problem. That is a problem. But as you said, you know, with classified missions like this, you can't expect to have documents show up out of nowhere. There's no paper trail. No, there's no paper trail. Even, you know, massive conspiracies that have been over overcome and had documents released. That, that's nothing compared to operations like this. Yeah. You know, if the public demanded through the Freedom of Information Act that papers regarding Project Chani had to be released, the government would shut down the laboratory, burn it down, mm-hmm. nuke the ashes, right. and then take that radiation material and shoot it to Mars. Yeah. Nothing's coming out of an operation like this. It's no. airtight, ziplocked. The scientists that send the rocket to Mars are all assassinated and their bodies are sent to Pluto. It's a massive cover-up. We're not going to see anything beyond internet forms. And that's a problem whenever you're trying to determine whether something really happened or not, because we don't know if this is, we don't know if this is a top tier echelon classified case that they want us to think is not true. They want us to think this is conspiracy nonsense. Yeah. Or it's conspiracy nonsense. Yeah. It's either one. Uh, unfortunately, <laughs> it's really a flip of flip of a coin, to be honest. Unfortunately, the entity hung around and gave us just enough rope for us to hang himself with. <laughs> he, talk, he talked about eggs for a little too long. Yeah, yeah, definitely. And also, there's enough facts that I know about the universe that I understand to be absolute truths. Which says a lot about the level of scientific knowledge of this entity, because we're not experts on space exactly but i'm pretty sure the moon is good i'm pretty sure the moon actually controls a lot of the things on earth that are pretty essential i'm pretty sure space isn't made of the same element as water (laughs) yeah at first i mean this started with just naming politicians who were going to get very sick yeah and that was you know predictions about events that are gonna take place in the future of the world i'm all on board for that yeah but eggs water glory (laughs) telepathic children when the moon is bombed that's all a little far-fetched for me to commit to when the only source that we have is a post on an internet forum i think i see where you're going with this rory personally i love this story it's got so many unique elements for a paranormal case to investigate and has a lot of like quite cool novel ideas this thing of rather than contact coming from a ufo in the sky or even just a goddamn portal here on earth it's to do with parallel dimensions merging into each other it somehow seems like more scientifically grounded that there could be a meeting of vastly different parts of the universe crashing into each other yeah we know there's life out there so maybe one day it will make contact maybe it will make contact through a machine yeah something like this all i know is it's not going to be banging on about eggs and dolphins i couldn't agree more and that's why today it is a Double no. no. That's right, folks. To the case of Chani Project. <laughs> I hope that doesn't come as a great disappointment to anyone. Let us know what you think of this case, folks. Send in your emails to this paranormal life podcast at gmail.com. We just get hundreds of emails about eggs yeah. and free will. <laughs> All of our listeners right at the end were just about to jump into the ocean for water <laughs> glory and they're like, What? A no. But a fantastic case. Really enjoyed researching that one. And if you guys enjoyed this week's podcast, and maybe you enjoyed last week's podcast too, hell, maybe you can't get enough of this paranormal life. And if you didn't enjoy it, why are you here? 
back off, all right? Okay, just give them a break. Watch okay. your watch it. It's maybe their first we're, episode. We're just trying really hard. Go. We actually try really hard every week to do research and make jokes. Yeah, okay, we right? do. But so you, you don't, don't like it. If you don't like it, I'm it. I'm, I'm going to go buck wild on D- you, dude. I will. Where be is this coming from? Hurry. Sorry, you were pretty calm the whole episode as well. I just got fired up. I I don't know what at because it's just me and you in the room. Yeah, I know, but just the thought that someone didn't enjoy it and listened to the whole show. To get to this point, if there's if they have the audacity oh, to do that, dare you? You know what? I'm pretty mad too. It's a double no for your life existing, you little <laughs> sob. You have the audacity to give this show a fair shot. Big mistake, pal. Back to the way you came. Rewind through the entire episode. That's right. Using the backwards 15, 15 second button. On yeah, your don't phone. just drag the circle. No Back way. fifteen. Back fifteen. The whole way back. If you- sorry, I think we we got way hot because that was a pretty well tempered episode. And then we just kind of lost yeah, it at the end Yeah, we got there. pretty clean through a lot of information, but yeah, fell, fell, fell at the last hurdle. All right. If you enjoyed all 130 plus episodes of This Paranormal Life, but you still can't get enough, um, there's a treasure trove of Too Hot for TV shit over at patreon.com forward slash This Paranormal Life. We get sent crazy stories that we just can't cover in the main cast, listener recommendations and requests and we deep dive on those in a very very aggressive way and upload them to patreon.com where for five bucks you can get access to a host of bonus episodes from uh, 20 bucks you can get a this paranormal life t-shirt that grants you immediate access to this paranormal life cult i mean commune so head on over if you dare if you dare if you got the nerves but another great place to hang out if you enjoyed this episode is the This Paranormal Life Secret Society. Society. Shh. I haven't talked about it in a minute because I was getting a little full over yeah. there, to be honest. Turns out a lot of people can't keep a goddamn secret. Yeah, a couple thousand people now. It's Yeah, it's, it's getting out a little out of control. We wanted it to be like Jesus, the goddamn 12 apostles, our go-to guys and gals yeah. out in the nation, but... Uh, it's way out of control. Yeah, because we don't have those Jesus powers, all right? We can't make fish and w- and, and bread nope. out of fish and bread. Nope. We got to buy that shit from Tesco. And when there's thousands of you, it really racks up. It's actually pretty expensive. Head on over to facebook.com forward slash this paranormal life. You'll find our secret society there. Bring your own fish and bread. There's none left. At the end of every episode, we like to take the time to shout out everyone who supported us on Patreon. That's what we're going to do right now. Let's go. Special thank you to Phoebe Merrill. Well, if it isn't Phoebe Merrill, buzz buzz. Oh, oh wow. Is she a bee or just a beekeeper? She's absolutely a dolphin. <laughs> Whoa, what? In the heart of her water glory. It's oh a bit of God. a misnomer, but uh, she got that from her land-dwelling ancestors, but they went back in the sea once they realized what was up, well, It's very much up to you as well, because you went buzz buzz after you said her name, so even if it was bee, you should have gone buzz buzz. You even did little wings with your arms. Hope you're enjoying the honey down there under the ocean, Phoebe. Thank you also to Sam Wood. Sam Wood jams good. <laughs> Crazy guitar solo we got a Sam. Um, we could do with a house band in the commune, to be honest. It's been a little dry and silent recently. Yeah, that's a really good point, actually. We, we don't have a lot of music nights. 
It's mostly just um, open night poetry, some freeform poetry. Yeah. Uh, and then there's which Tax is, Day, which is another event that's pretty weekly. The poetry's getting a bit dark. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's mostly anti-Tax Day poetry, <laughs> which through some sick loophole we can't shut down. Creating a monster, really. But uh, so Sam, we could do with some. Uh, upbeat licks to say the least sam writes an entire opera about how much tax day sucks thanks also to ben mitchell ben mitchell ditched hell what yeah he just freaking escaped is that possible yeah they don't actually tell you that but obviously you have to get in hell some way there's just like one of those army style ropes hanging down and if if you just have the upper body strength to frankly just climb on out you can do it yeah it's a real like mulan style be a man challenge where if you're actually just badass badass enough you can go to heaven you're climbing your way to heaven that's insane it's crazy really that seems bad a bad system oh yeah again it's like a weird loophole down there the devil's pissed about it thanks also to andy eklov andy eklov went down to hell with heat gloves <laughs> that's right he knew that rope was gonna Another be hot this is <laughs> yeah, crazy that's right he how knew- do these people know they're going to hell ben actually runs a pretty bad gang of people <laughs> they all know they're going to hell and they all know about the secret rope so they're wearing oven mitts. They're dying in oven mitts just so they can have them in the afterlife. Turns out you can take it with you. <laughs> take it all with you. <laughs> Save people. Thanks also to Jordan Stone. Of course, his name is Jordan Stone now, but um, back in the olden days, it was Jordan Water when he was in water glory. Of course. <laughs> This was back before us humans really took over the place, but uh, Jordan was borderline leader of the Dolphin Fleets. Yeah, he actually served in all of the Dolphin Wars. He started them. (laughs) He insinuated some really negative things about another gang of dolphins, and it just created a... It it was nuclear. Nuclear, this war. Really? That's why they had to go underwater? That makes a lot of sense. Thanks also to Christine Henry. Move over Sistine Chapel. We've got the Christine Chapel. What? That is the biggest chapel in the paranormal commune. Not very big. It's not that big, sure. But it's where the peasants and the kings come to pray to the gods to just end tax day, to be rid of it. (laughs) There's no money left. (laughs) And the Christine Chapel is the only place where they can vent their frustrations. They don't give a shit about heaven or hell, any of that stuff. (laughs) Mostly just about tax day. Yeah. Beautiful chapel. The taxes are high. I'll give give them that. The taxes are high. (laughs) Thanks also to Alfie Pitts. Alfie Pitts is in bits. That's right. Over tax day. Uh, (laughs) He makes a lot of money. He makes a lot of money. But we do take most of it. Almost all of it, actually. Yeah, that's that's true. And the more the more you make, the more we take. That's the, that's the rule. And that's how most countries operate. Yeah. It's just most countries don't well they don't hold you at knife point. But like Yeah, Alfie knows the more you make, the more we take, and if you don't give, the more we break of your body. So Alfie's pretty compliant. He is in bits though, he really is. Thanks also to Grant Aparicio. You know, before we mentioned about um the the blue bottle fly being there to soak up all that confidential information yeah. when the CIA are disclosing it. But Grant the Ant was also in the room. <laughs> oh shit. And this little bastard flew under the radar. You're blowing his cover right now. Of course I am, but it's time for everyone to know about the biggest whistleblower in town. Do you know ants can carry up to 200 times their own body weight? Yeah. <laughs> 
using that logic, they can blow a whistle 200 times harder than a human man. <laughs> they can blow a goddamn foghorn, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> and Grant's doing it. More power to you. Thanks also to Lisa Flynn. Lisa Flynn has lots of fins. That's fins. right. She's a dolphin. No, a bee. She's, she's a bee. She makes honey on the daily. Why does she have fins then? What? You made a dolphin noise? You did like a little dolphin I did a little squeak? bee. Little... <laughs> Bees don't squeak. When was the last time you listened Put your ear up to a bee? Is that why you have all those bee stings on the side of your head? So I'm the one side of my face is twice the size of the other. Yeah. Lisa actually got me pretty bad. She nicked me right in the jugular. Turns out she wants cash for that honey. <laughs> Thanks also to Ian Connolly. Well, if it isn't, being Ian. All right, is is Ian is being Ian a wasp or a bee or a dolphin? He's just a guy. Why are you being weird about this? Why would he be any of those things? Because you because of that. Because you do you make bee noise. You, you think called there's him a bee being. called Connolly. It's the most human name I've ever heard. That's okay. Sure, fine. So he's just a human. He comes from a long line of dolphins. So he's a dolphin! <laughs> he's mostly human though. Mostly. <laughs> mostly human, part dolphin, half bee. <laughs> mostly human, half dolphin, all bee. Uh, <clears throat> but thanks, Bee and Ian. And thanks, lastly but not leastly, to Dean Brown. Dean Brown's bees drown. He's a, he's a bad bee and a worse dolphin. He can't swim, he can't fly. His honey tastes like ash. It's it's a mis it's a mistake of crossbreeding gone wrong. Yeah. We're looking at a a bullfin, a dolly. What's what's dolphin and bee combined? <laughs> He's yeah, a bullfin is as good as it gets, I think. Yeah. For what this is. Unfortunately, the one place that doesn't need honey is the bottom of the ocean. Um, hopefully, Dean Bean. We'll figure that out one day. But until then, I guess only the fish gets a snack on his delicious honey. I think sugar dissolves in water, doesn't it? Shit. <laughs> thank you, Dean. And thank you, everyone we've shouted out today. And everyone we are yet to shout out. We are getting there slowly but surely through um, our Patreon shoutouts. So thank you so much for being very patient with us. Um, hope you enjoyed this week's episode. We'll be back next week with a brand new Paranormal Tale. Roundabout Season 2, presented by Nissan, is live now with new episodes rolling out every Thursday. Listen and subscribe wherever you get your podcasts. Mm -hmm. 
ACAST helps creators launch, grow, and monetize their podcasts everywhere. ACAST.com.